Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Journey Heart to Heart Podcast. I'm Erica Williams. And I'm Larisha Warner. And we are so happy to have you join us today. What are we going to be talking about today, Larisha? So today, Erica, we're going to be talking about black people do go to therapy. Oh, what? For real? Yeah, for real. We're talking about therapy today. We're talking about, let's, let's, we are going there. I'm excited. I'm excited too. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Journey Heart to Heart podcast. And today we're going to be talking about black people do go to therapy. Yes, they do. Black people do go to therapy. So today we really just want our, our, our audience and our listeners to know, you know, we're trying to stop the stigma that's associated with going to, to see a therapist. You know, we want to make sure that we are not shaming those who seek to better themselves. This is what this episode is really all about. We're going to be talking about our own experiences with therapy, but also to uh, encourage those who may be considering or having some doubts about it. We want to encourage you to go seek help. Yeah, that's good. So, you know it, man. In the black community, um, going to therapy, you just don't do that. You know, you either pray about it, mm-hmm. go get some ginger ale or something, and you'll be fine. Yeah, ginger ale and those crackers work. Yeah. Hey, that's it. That's how you need <laughs> that it. That is the medicine for black people. Because <laughs> you got to do it in order. Uh-huh. Exactly. Your crackers, ginger ale, and lay down. Lay down. And you get to go. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> but on a serious note, we, we understand the, the seriousness of it. We know that a lot of people are struggling with mental health mm-hmm. illnesses and just depression, you know, anxiety, all those things, schizophrenia, like so many we so many to name. But we really just want to encourage you all to know that you're not alone on this journey and that it is so important and so crucial that you get the help that you need. Mm-hmm. Not just for you, but for those that are connected to you. Because your family wants to see you to live, you know, a life just, just being able to be yourself. But you can't be yourself if you're struggling with, you know, insecurities, fears, and doubts. So we just want to encourage you on today. So, Erica, what's up for us first? So, the first question I want to ask you, Larisha, is uh, do you remember your first therapy session and and why you decided to to go? Okay. Yes. Yeah, so yes, I do remember my very first session. I think it was about may look like we're going on seven years now, seven years. Seven, I'll take that back. Eight years, eight years ago. I, I started my first session and before I went to it, I had no idea um, the magnitude or the seriousness of it before I got there. I just knew that I needed it. I needed it because I had so many life challenges at that moment. I was processing um, and beginning the healing journey from overcoming childhood molestation. And I just really didn't know how to unpack that whole experience because I suppressed it for so many years. So I knew that I had to, to seek outside help. I recall the first time that I had asked, uh, um, a pastor and one of the youth pastors, you know, this is what's going on in my life. And they told me, you know, we, we recommend that you get counseling. And being a young African-American female who just learning, you know, this whole thing about God and walk, I'm thinking the pastor is supposed to be able to help me, you know, with this. But he told me, you know, we, 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 don't, we don't have the resources here or the expertise to help you. So we recommend that you go seek a counselor. When he told me that, I did not want to hear that. You know, I'm telling you, I'm crying out for help and you're telling me you can't help me. So it took me maybe about a year after I went through the whole counseling period, was really into it consecutively. I realized and I had to go back to him and say, I see why you told me that. Because you technically really didn't have the expertise to do it. You know, so being able to understand that there are some people, you know, 
in, in our lives or in our circles who do not have the expertise to handle some of our life challenges, it doesn't mean that they don't want to support you and be there for you. You just have to be able to go to those specialized individuals who are trained to help those sensitive needs. You know what I mean? So I had to go to a, um, a counselor, a therapist who can really help me unpack what was going on. You know, she had to deal with trauma. My pastor couldn't deal with trauma from that, you know, from that realm because he had not experienced it, nor had he not, you know, received the education to be able to help him to kind of really help me walk through it. He could help me from a pastoral perspective, but not from that really, that real science-based back, you know, behind the scenes type of thing. So um, I, I'm glad that I went. And uh, it, had, it was definitely an amazing experience. I had one of the best uh, therapists ever. You know, she allowed me to just come in and be myself. She said, put your feet up if you need to. Here are the tissues. This is your time. You know, what do you really want to get out of this moment? So she's the real MVP. She really helped me change my life for the better. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So you tell me about your first experience. That was about eight years ago. Yeah. Have you been since? Do you? Was it like a one-time thing, or do you go back for like your little tune-ups? Yeah. Like that? So um, when I first started out with her, I was seeing her uh, twice a month, mm -hmm. and I did that for about three to four years. Mm -hmm. And then when I finally got to a place where I was like, okay, I had the tough conversations uh, with the person who molested me. You know, I told my parents about what happened to me. Those were my biggest things, being able to address the person and then also to let my mother know what had happened. You know, I didn't want to leave her in the dark any longer. So when I got through those periods and I, you know, I actually forgave the person, all I really wanted to do was to go back for checkups. Yeah. So I would go to her maybe once or twice you know, every quarter. Mm -hmm. And then after a while it tapered off because I had gotten what I needed out of the experience, yeah. you know? So I wanted to shift to do other things where I just now needed someone to help me coach me along the way. Yeah. So I wasn't dealing with any more trauma issues. It was just more so me shifting my perspective. Yeah. So now do I go to therapist? No, there are some moments where I wish I still go to sometimes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sometimes. Yes. But I, I'm now shifted to having a coach. I have a life coach life now. Coach. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So what about you? Yeah, so for me, my first experience going to therapy was shortly after my father passed away. Okay. So my dad passed away. He uh, had colon cancer and it spread. Um, so, yeah, he passed away um, shortly after I turned 11. Okay. And so my mom felt like I needed to speak to someone about mm -hmm. being so young. Mm -hmm. um, and so I started doing therapy sessions there. Um, I didn't really, you know, I didn't know what therapy was mm -hmm. at that time. But yeah. um, it was just an opportunity for me to go in and just speak to someone that was, um, you know, wasn't a family member. So I could mm -hmm. be open and I could just share mm -hmm. how I was really feeling about um, my dad's past. Yeah. So that was a good experience. But yeah. I'm kind of like, so for me, there's been times where I've had to still continue with my check-ins and different things. Yeah. There would be different life experiences that occur that have me think like, oh, maybe you need to <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> and so I remember, um, and then, so that was like my first experience. Yeah. But the second experience was um, when, you know, I too was molested uh, when I was younger. Before my father passed away, there was someone at my church um, who molested myself and a few other girls um, were probably around like eight or nine, ten. Um, and so we didn't tell anyone, we just kept it amongst ourselves. Mm -hmm. But then, um, my junior year of high school, um, one of the girls ended up telling her parents. Okay. It's a situation that 
occurred to where you know she just told her parents and um her parents ended up telling my parents mm -hmm. um they you know being get good concerned parents yeah. went to the police yeah and um so as a part of the uh, investigation that the police opened we had to uh, have uh, counseling okay. uh, with someone so that they could kind of walk us through and gain an understanding of what actually happened when yeah. we were younger. Um, and so that was, you know, my second time really doing therapy. But as an adult, um, there was a situation that occurred um, between um, a close family member where, you know, my, um, my anger just really just flared up because okay. I've always been the one kind of the person who would just um keep all of my feelings and okay. emotions bottled up and it just got to that point to where it all just came out okay um and so I realized like hey this is not normal you shouldn't be talking to anyone like this you shouldn't right. you know have this attitude or anything like that and so uh that's when I decided like yeah uh you need to see a therapist yeah like the therapist is this ain't it um and so you know went to the therapist uh, that was probably about four or five years ago mm -hmm. Um, and then now, currently, mm -hmm. I'm seeing a therapist. So um, it's more so as to where I get to that place of um, like the past two and a half years, I've just been single and just focusing on my relationship with God and just mm -hmm. making sure that I'm in a good place so that when it is time um, for me to date, I would be ready. And so yeah. now, seeing a therapist um, to really just walk through the issues that I have with um, struggling to communicate my okay. feelings and different okay. things like that so that I won't self sabotage gotcha. a relationship gotcha like that so yeah definitely you know um i am here for the tune-ups the check-ins yeah every yeah now and then, we all need them yeah because there are some situations where you do overcome one thing but then you realize oh wow there's something else absolutely Absolutely. And what I appreciate about what you just said, Erica, is I think for both of us, we were self-aware. Mm -hmm. I think self-awareness is so important when seeking uh, a counselor or considering seeking a counselor, because if you're not aware or in tune with yourself, you'll go through life thinking that you have it all put together, that nothing is bothering you. And then you're, you, one thing may happen, like Erica said, you'll bubble up and not real, realize that you just exploded on somebody, but it was a, a actual a rooted issue that you were dealing with that you had suppressed so many years yeah. so I appreciate the fact that we you know we decided like you know what something's not right here and that's what happened with me something's not right here I'm not able to connect with people yeah. I wasn't communicating with people I was just shutting down but the whole time I was silent I was literally trying to get out okay you know I was literally trying to get out of this pit that I was in right. and I just had to make a decision I'm gonna have to speak up because my life is on the line mm -hmm. you know yeah, yeah. that's good, that's good. So what has the experience taught you? The experience has taught me that I'm not exempt from expressing myself. Like I can really open up and be honest. I may not be the loudest person in the room, but there are people, there you go, Scott. There are people that, that actually care or want to know what my concerns are. Yes. You know, because sometimes I used to think that people really didn't listen to me. They didn't see me. Oh, they didn't care about oh. me. But the whole time, just having that counseling, that counselor there to tell me, like, you know, I'm here to help you. Mm -hmm. You know, my job is here to help you become a better version of yourself. Mm -hmm. My job is to help you to get healed so that you, again, won't make self-sabotaging um, situation. You won't yeah. just overanalyze. You won't just, you know, be stuck in the place that you're in. So for me, that was so important to me. I mean... 
I can go on and on. Like I've learned so much, like just how I embrace situations. I feel like it taught me to be more resilient as well, because there's so many things that we go through in life. But if you don't have that outlet or that person who's your advocate or someone who could just be your listening ear, you'll drive yourself crazy. If I had not sought counseling, I probably would not be here today. How can you help someone else if you haven't even helped yourself? So I had to put myself first in that moment. And me seeking counseling was that first step in the right direction. If I could be honest, I was seeking counseling and my mother had no idea why. She was like, where are you going? I said, I'm going to go see my therapist. She was like, why? (laughs) What do you need a therapist for? I was like, I just got some things going on. I want to talk about it. But it was... I was again I was in a place where I was nervous because was I really ready to tell her this is the reason why I'm going to a counselor. So for about 2 or 3 years cuz I was still on her insurance at that time cuz I was still young. She was like, "Well, what you need this paperwork for? Because I'm trying to get my money back. This is the scope pay. I'm trying to get this, you know, get this money back." And I needed her information. And I was like, oh, I got to go ask my mother for this. She's going to really be like, what you need this for? How much money are you spending on that? Why do you need that? So I didn't want all the whys. But there was a point where I had to get serious to say, I did this because of this. I went to counseling because I really needed to get healed. And in the midst of me getting healed, this is what it looked like. So I remember the day where I asked my, my counselor to ask me, like, hey, maybe we can get your mom in here for a session. I was like, she is not coming in here. She is not. And I remember the day I asked her, that was one of the. I dreaded that conversation. I was like, my therapist said that, you know, we should have a, a one, you know, one-on-one session together. She'll be there to talk us through things. And she'll be like, well, I'm not available yet. Mm-hmm. She, how are you not available all the time? <laughs> so that was hard. And when she said, I'm not available, I'm not ready, that also showed me I'm not really ready to face what you're about to tell me. Yeah. So I had to literally put on my big girl panties and say, you know what, I got to keep doing this. And then when God says, now is the time to tell your mom, it's going to be hard, but she's going to be able to receive it. You know, so it took me a while to be able to get to a place where, like I said, I I was able to tell her, you know, what happened to me, who had did it and, you know, what I had learned about myself. Because I made it very clear to her, like, I was seeking counseling. That's why I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Because I wanted her to know, like, yes, this happened to me, but I was doing the work now. So I think she felt relieved because she was like, I'm her mother. Like, I'm here to help her. Like, and I wasn't able to help her. And that was one of the things that she said as she was crying. Like, I'm your mother. I'm supposed to be here to help you and protect you. This happened to you. And now here you are, you know, doing what you're supposed to be doing. I'm proud of you. But I know that that helped me tremendously. That also helped me in having a better relationship with her, too. Because we did exercises on that. Like, how do you communicate with your mom and stuff like that? So, yeah. Yeah. So what about you? Um, For me, the experience has taught me that um, I matter. Yeah. My opinions matter. Don't let nobody else tell you otherwise. And I don't have to um, just go along with something Mm -hmm. if I don't like it. Yeah. um, You know, just to appease someone else. Yeah. Um, So really just to be bold and confident in in that. And also, um, it taught me how to think through mm-hmm. certain situations that could otherwise get me to be like a little anxious or okay. frantic. Or, okay. Because um, one of the things that we talked about, so um, back in October, I took my first international trip solo to Greece. 
And so one of the things that I was concerned with was being on a flight okay. for over 10 hours yeah. alone yeah. by myself. Yeah, you did it by yourself. Yes. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, he held my hand in my hand the entire time, and I made it through. But some of those things, because there were some concerns that yeah. I had about, like, you know, making sure that I, I would be in the proper mindset right. on that trip. And so we worked through some things and, you know, how to um, combat um, anxiety yeah. in those situations uh, on the flights and stuff. And so, yeah, it, it really, man, it really helped me to see, like, that I could really do things. Like, I, I don't know. It, yeah. it was just really, yeah, it was helpful to let me know, like, a lot of things, a lot of places where, um, I know we spoke about this in the past, but it's just, like, where I, I've been limiting myself. Yeah. Um, and so, I feel like that's a season that God has me in right now. Yeah. It's just to let loose of the limits. Yeah. And, and be be free. Yeah. Be who I created you to be. Right. And um, that therapy has helped me in that. So, what advice would you have? Okay, so what advice would I have for a person? I think the first moment that you realize, hey, something's not right, or maybe I should consider, or what are my thoughts about this? I I definitely say you that you continue to explore it. You know, don't sit back and don't hold it back. You know, there's some people who, you know, just need an outlet. They just need someone to talk to. And if you find yourself in a place where maybe I want to bounce this idea off of someone, you know, have a trusted person, you know, to do that with. But also recognize that you don't have to hold on uh, to the, you know, the things that you have that are going on. Like you have to open up. You have to speak up. You know, it's so it's so crucial. I cannot stress that enough. Like, but it also doesn't mean that you, you know, there's something wrong with you. You know, I think people struggle with that that stigma like, oh, I see a therapist. That means you're crazy. Mm, by not seeing it, you're really crazy. Right. You know what I mean? But you, you taking, you know, life by, you know, taking life by the horns and say, you know what? I vow to choose to, you know, better myself. So in the midst of me bettering myself, I'm going to go seek help right. because I need it. My life depends on it. If I don't, this is what's going to happen. You know what I mean? That's good. Yes, yeah, so I, I even add to that, and you know, um, when you go, you you make. Of course, you you're not gonna know what to expect. You don't right. know if like um, the the therapist is gonna be judging you or yeah. whatever for whatever you may have to share. But that's their job, yeah. guys, and they are um, trained in knowing um, how to help you get through. Yeah. Um, but just be open. Yeah. Be, be open. Allow yourself to be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and sharing what what you um are there for um just you know sharing the different things that had happened in your life yeah. um, sharing you know your your fears sharing yeah. your goals whatever mm -hmm. it is just be open um and also some other advice i really have is um when you find a therapist if you feel like you aren't comfortable in sharing with that therapist mm -hmm. um and you've been you know maybe once or twice and you still don't feel comfortable find another one yeah yeah Find another one. It's okay if you have to go, you know, from therapist to therapist to find that right fit for you. Right. Don't get discouraged and be like, oh, no, I didn't like it. I'm not going at all. You know? <laughs> right. Because like, that's just one person. <laughs> right. It's just one person. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, but, yeah, so that's, that's my advice. Yeah, so we, we, we talked about, you know, earlier, you know, seeing a therapist doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It just simply means that you're seeking clarity in some areas of your life. And this is, you know, this is what we talked about, you know, throughout this episode that we were seeking some clarity in some areas that we just weren't sure about. 
You know, because truth be told, you know, we grew up in a society where parent, our parents didn't talk about stuff. They didn't want to, to seek therapy. No, go pray about it. You won't be fine. You know, this is how we got through. But now, you know, we're in a different time now. Like, it's okay to seek clarity. You know, you don't have to hold these things in. You don't have to pretend like, you know, you're not hurting. You know, people see it. People see it. Anything you want to add about that? Yeah, I'm just going to say that you don't have to have one or the other. Yeah. Like, you know, God has given us all different gifts and talents and abilities, and he's equipped some to be able to assist you. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, you don't have to have one or the other. You can have both. Absolutely. Another thing that just came up is um, also that we recognize that when we seek counseling, that we're trying to really work through um, challenging negative thought patterns. Like, how do we combat that? You know, we both talked about how before we went to counseling, how difficult, you know, how we thought about things until, you know, now, you know, and just being really aware, self-aware about your thoughts. A lot of times I may think a negative thought and I have to remember, like, she told me, don't, 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 don't think like that, you know? So we have to constantly be aware of what we're saying out of our mouths and, and, you know, the thoughts that we're thinking, you know. Yeah, that's good. And what I appreciate, um, one of the last things I wanted to leave with you, one of the things I really appreciate about seeking therapy is taught me how to have new coping mechanisms. Because mm-hmm. yeah. before I had, <laughs> or, the, or they were ones that I should not have had to begin okay. with. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy you Spirit. Go back to what comforts you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, God. Because there we go. This is what this is what this episode is about. So before I thought really sought counseling and really did my work, I was using like sex and drugs and alcohol to really suppress yeah, what I was going through. Yeah. But in the midst of me going through that journey, in the midst of me really uh, shifting my perspective and and you know having a different mindset. I realized also with the you know my relationship with God that it's not necessary, it's not needed, right. and you can you can you can communicate. So what? You're having a bad day. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you have to go drink. It doesn't mean that you have to go smoke. It doesn't mean that you have to call somebody to come over to show you a good time. Right. Get in the word. Cry. Cry out to God. Write writing your journal. That's what it really taught me to start writing. Journaling, yeah. So we we both talk about how many journals we have of just just right. knowledge of just you know communications between us and God. Yeah. It really opened up that outlet. So I in the midst of me doing in the midst of me doing that journaling has become like my outlet. Mm-hmm. Poetry became my outlet. You know, we yeah. both sing uh, in our in our church choir. So just singing, you know, those things have been our new coping me- mechanisms to overcome when life challenges happen. Amen. You know, what about you, Erica? Yeah, that, that is great. That is great. Yeah. So definitely journaling, mm-hmm. man, because I can sit sit down now and pull out my journal mm-hmm. from like four or five years yeah. ago and see where I was. And I remember going that exact night when I was just <laughs> Right. Like, <laughs> right. And now I'm like, oh, God, you had me. Yeah, had me the whole time. Long. The whole yes. time. The whole entire time. The whole entire time. Yeah, so I'm just, man, I'm trying to think of some other things that, that um, how has it helped me? Through, you know, like we talk, we talk about accountability all mm-hmm. the time, but yeah, yeah that, that has really helped me just improve and, and being accountable. 
um, in those areas and make sure and making sure that I'm doing the work. Absolutely. Because, you know, faith without works is dead. Mm -hmm. So you can say, I believe that I'm going to get through this. But what are you doing to, you know, to put forth the effort to say, yes, I really am going to get through this. And what I appreciate about both of us is I think it has taught us um, to embrace even the things that have you know happened to us to so embrace it, but not let it stop us or stumble us from being who God called and created us to be. Mm-hmm. So now we're using those moments, those uh, instances where we thought we were just never going to get out. Those now have bec- become our, our test testimony. You know, we share that with people. This is how we got through. Yeah. You know, we went from not talking about it to now being able to talk about it, you know, to help someone else. Mm-hmm. So what I appreciate about um, in the scripture, Isaiah 40, 41 and 10, it says, so do not fear for I'm with you. Do not be dismayed for I'm your God. I will strengthen you and help you. And I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That has been what I have been anchored on in the last, you know, two years, because you can go through so much in life and you're like, well, who's really with me? You know, God is really with you. You know, he's, he actually has you right in the palm of his hands. And in the midst of him strengthening you, you have to also know that you're not alone and that you do not have to subject yourself any further to just, you know, saying, well, I guess I'm just going to always be like this. You will not always be like this. It won't always be like this. So we really have to be, um, be intentional about seeking the help. It's out there for a reason. I mean, it's okay. You know, if you feel like, well, maybe I don't, like she said before, you don't want to go to that, that therapist, get one that you can connect with. Mm-hmm. Be, be prayerful about it. Be intentional about it. Cause God will tell you, mm, that's not a good fit, right. you know, but you want to make sure that you're comfortable with the person who you literally are pouring out your heart to mm-hmm. because people will try to mishandle you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, be, be wise, be wise. That's what I want to leave with you. Be wise. Any other closing thoughts? Um, not at this time, but that's good. That was good. You know, we, we hope and pray that that you were touched by this episode because we realize and recognize had we not sought the help, had we not uh, done our work, that we would not be here today. So we are both advocates of seeking therapy. Black people can have a therapist. Don't let anyone tell you that you cannot have a therapist, whether you're in church or not. You can have a therapist. If you need a therapist, go get one. Go get one. Your life is on the line. You know, people who are connected to you, they want to see you be the best you. So to do us all a favor. Yeah. Do us all a favor and get the help. Get the help. That's what it's out there for. Thank you so much, Marisha. This has been a good episode. I'm excited to even listeners like we just want to hear your feedback. Yes. Have you been to therapy? What were your What was your experience? What do you think that therapy you know taught you? Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you reach out to us on our different platforms on Instagram and Facebook at Journey Heart to Heart. You can also shoot us an email at Journey Heart to Heart Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your feedback and definitely continue to watch, uh, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Make sure you subscribe and like our channels. Thank you again. And we can't wait to chat with you again soon. Take care. Hi, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Journey Heart to Heart. We're now available on the following platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Make sure you subscribe so you can catch our next episodes. Also, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Journey Heart to Heart.
Our website is journeyhearttoheartpodcast.com. And you can shoot us an email on any future topics that you'd like to hear us discuss at journeyhearttoheartpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we look forward to chatting with you soon.